0: Hey, my name is Melissa Bedin, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast-track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, i found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to pause impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we are all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look out a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission no more of a calling inside of us but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us but others as well as i teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today i am inviting you into this time as a friend having a coffee chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical now i want you to know that you are welcome to the mom ben media and i'm grateful you're here Hello, hello everyone. So I am super excited. We have Jade here who is a 33 year old wife and mom of four homeschooled kids, which is impressive by the way, with ages three to nine. And she accidentally stumbled into entrepreneurship over 10 years ago when she was just 23 and was awarded the mompreneur of the year in Canada in 2013. I would love to just say welcome Jade. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And so I would love to know a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. Like you, you started over 10 years ago. The 23 is a young age. Like I, I feel for that and being able to do it as a mom, I would love to know what kind of got you into being an entrepreneur. Like what was the first thing that got you interested? So it kind of started
1: actually when I was younger because, um, I had an entrepreneurial spirit, but nobody actually saw it in me. And so at I think it was at about 12 or 13, I got my first babysitting job. And I was using the money from that to buy macrame supplies. And I was making necklaces so that I could sell them at like a a local event. But I only got to maybe make it to one local event. (laughs) Um, But I had made all these necklaces to sell at it. But I didn't have anybody in my family that was an entrepreneur. So nobody actually saw that in me. Um, And so when I was 23 and I was expecting my first baby, I pulled out my sewing machine, which I had taught myself how to sew when I was about 11. And um, I was just using my mom's sewing machine and I would rip up old clothes and I would make little bags and stuffed animals. And so when I was expecting my first baby, I started making things for my baby. And one of the things that I made was um, some shoes. And it was around this like little plastic foot form that I got in a pair of socks as a gift. And so it looked like a mannequin to me. So I started designing shoes around this little mannequin. I'm gonna call it a mannequin. (laughs) Um, And after I was posting pictures of the shoes that I was making, I had a mom from Oregon in the US contact me and say, I need to buy these how can I buy these? And so I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like I had just quit my job because I hated it. And, um, it was really slow then for work wise. Like my husband is in the trades and so it was super slow and he was laid off all the time. And so I'm like, I hated my job. I worked at Walmart and I was working with a bunch of teenagers that didn't care about their job. And so I was doing all of the work and um, just my work ethic is very strong. Even when I worked at Walmart, I still cared about my job. So working with those kind of people, it just made me hate my life. And so I quit it. And then it was a few months later that I made these shoes. And then this mom asked to buy them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so that's kind of how I stumbled into it again as an adult. So I stood like fiddled around with it when I was a teenager, but and when you're a teenager, you don't think about stuff like that. And at the time, it wasn't like a normal thing to do. Um, now it's a little bit more mainstream to start online craft businesses. So I kind of started right when that became a thing. Facebook pages were just a thing. And so I started just at the like right time. <laughs> Um and so that's kind of how I stumbled into it and I've just been fumbling along the way. <laughs> that's for That's
0: impressive. So yeah. let me get this straight. You just started crafting, started sewing at age 11. Like Yeah. That alone is super impressive. I bought a sewing machine like I'm just making fun of myself right now. Bought a trailer. My husband and I are like we watched a lot of HGTV. I'm like I got this. We can totally do this. <laughs> We tried to put laminate flooring in our holiday trailer. That was an epic fail. I tried to paint everything by myself, so bad. And then I tried to make curtains, and I bought this. And I'm I was like mid twenties, and I'm pretty sure I, I like almost sewed my shirt into my like curtain. So I quit, and I just realized. Some people are really good at that, and I am not one. So, you would be somebody I would contact to just, you know, hone in on your skills. So, that's amazing. And so, I love that you brought it in as a youth, like how you showcase that, because I never actually really even thought about that for myself either. I used to make bracelets, I babysat, did the newspaper route, I even contracted as a janitor to the mall in our local hometown. And I never once was like, that's the entrepreneurial mindset. Like it was just like, I wanted money. <laughs> Isn't so amazing,
1: though. Like I, and I also had a newspaper route. How <laughs> so, Yeah, killing it as teenagers. <laughs>
0: Well, and I'm one of those people where, yeah, if you don't have that mindset or somebody backing you and you don't really understand it, it is, it's is—it's a longer road because we don't really fully, like we were the black sheep then. It sounds like you also were too. I know a lot of my family members, they really don't get what I do. Like even when I try and explain it to this day, they're like, So, so, so tell me again, what, what's your retreat? Like, what's your work? What do you teach? And I was like, okay, you're not my ideal client. So like, I feel like we're just, you know, we're beating around the bush now, man. Like, I love you, but I'm not going to try and sell to you. So it's, yeah, it's
1: usually my, like when I first started, my customers were my biggest fans. It wasn't my friends or my family. I mean, I did have a few of those, but it was like the people outside of my like little world. That supported me the most. And they still, like, they're still my
0: biggest supporters,
1: which is. It's not the
0: truth, though. Like, it's yeah, almost yeah. those complete strangers who just, they're also omnipresent into that same passion. They get it, they get it. Yeah, they get it. They get it.
1: It's I really love cool. that.
0: Okay. So a couple of different things that I've noticed that you do, like your creativity has pivoted over the years. I would love to hear about your pivots and just your creative essence, because I know that that's so important. A lot of people think that you have to get like stuck in on one, one creative passion, one, you know, one joint in that, and then they get locked in it and they miss the boat. So I'd love to hear more about you.
1: Okay. So for pivoting, like I believe that business is basically just one massive pivot. You, you're gonna pivot until you make it. <laughs> Not fake it till you make it, you pivot until you make it. Um, and that's been true for me because like I started as a small maker and then I was trying to hire. And then when that didn't work out, I tried to manufacture overseas. When that didn't work out, I, learned, I used what I learned in manufacturing overseas to try to manufacture again in Canada, but on a larger scale. And that didn't work. <laughs> so I and I've been doing this for 10 years. So it's not like a small road. It takes a lot of time. And um in the beginning, when I started my business, I thought that you know, one day I'm gonna wake up and somebody's gonna notice my business and my awesome product and they're gonna say, I'm I'm gonna like help this person and I'm gonna be a millionaire. That's that's what I in the beginning, that's what I thought. Like I'm just I had this amazing product, and I was going to wake up, and somebody was going to make my dreams come true. But I realized that doesn't happen. Um, and so it's just pivoting and working hard until until something works. And so I've been on this journey for ten years, and pivoting after pivot after pivot after pivot, and now I finally feel like I found my my true niche, which is like my true calling. Because I thought that. So I had this amazing business and it's been really successful. And I thought that that was my intro into like doing something good in this world because I came from a broken family. My dad is an, an addict and was not around. And so um, I made a promise to myself when I was a teenager that whatever I did in life, that it would be something to change the world for the for good. So when I quit my job and I stumbled into entrepreneurship I was like this is it like I'm gonna do good things and I have done so many good things through my business Um, but I feel like this new pivot is like my true final calling because I struggled for 10 years to try to grow my business and I learned a lot of hard lessons Um, and I felt like a failure for Basically, ten years, (laughs) never being able to try to like fully manufacture my product, and letting a lot of people down in the process. And so, I felt like it was this big failure for ten years that I just couldn't get over. But what I was doing was I was learning, and I was learning for ten years and pivoting and learning every aspect that I could physically learn in a small business. And now I'm able to teach other moms like me who had started or just starting and have no idea what they're doing. And so I've already like blazed that path and learned all the hard stuff. And so now I'm able to one, teach the skill that I've learned over the past 10 years because shoemaking in the way that I make it is totally different than what we know shoes as today. Um, So they have a soft sole, which is different than your hard, typical hard sole and so um i like paved this and designed like so many shoes and now i'm able to teach people what i've learned over the past 10 years and then i can also teach them how to create a business and stay at home with it and i think for me that is like more rewarding than anything i could have done in my other business which is more self-fulfilling like if i made that business and it took off i be rich, (laughs) which is great, but it still doesn't like, it doesn't fulfill that like purpose in my life that I set out to do when I was a teenager. So teaching moms in business how to stay at home and also give them the skills to do it is like, for me, the most rewarding thing that I've done in the past 10 years. And so I just, I basically pivoted and pivoted and pivoted until I found what my true calling was. And I feel like this is my true calling, which is pretty cool feeling. But up until like six months ago, I felt like a failure. (laughs) And now my new business is taking off and it's doing better than my first business. So it's pretty amazing how you can feel like your your entire entrepreneur journey is a big failure and then realize that everything that you've done is just learning to keep going on that path and it's just it just continues and the only thing that um the only thing that you can't do is quit because if you quit then it's done (laughs) like that's the only way that i could have failed but because and I thought about quitting several times every time something got hard. But had I quit, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today, which is pretty pretty amazing.
0: That's amazing. So that that's so true, though. Like the pivots are business, and it is continuously growing. But seeing how each failure has allowed you to become the person that you are today, and being whether you've learned it or earned it, like. I've invested in a variety of different schooling programs and courses and people sometimes will hyper-focus on like certification to make themselves feel good. But I've met many people who are very certified, but don't actually have the people skills or the personality or the grit to actually do the thing. And so when you meet the people who've gone through the experiences and they've learned it and they go like, look, I'm going to tell you right now, yes, a book might say this, but this will actually save you this. I I would take that learning any day. So whether you've learned or earned it, I a hundred percent agree with you. And there's so many different things that you had said that like I resonate with too. And I, and I I know so many of our listeners will as well, because that feeling of failure, like we put on this kind of like cloak of what we think it needs to look like, or even just that mindset of like, you're going to wake up and somebody's going to see your awesome business and be like, I want to support this. I too, I was like, I'm going to dragon stem this. Like I'm going to be on dragon stand and they're going to just love me so much that Kevin O'Leary is going to eat some cheerios and he's gonna be like that girl has grit like and um, he's not even on there anymore that so just shows how long ago that dream ended but yeah. <laughs> i'm 100 percent a believer in all of this it's just i feel like sometimes we kind of have to fail in order to find our success which is what you've done so i want to say kudos and just remember for anybody listening that is something that we are you know really amplifying that my failures are my biggest lessons and I'm grateful for them now, but there's some doozies and it it really allows you to, to expand and really find what you are good at and passionate about besides, you know, the one idea. And like, I know you had said creating and crafting was something you're passionate about, but it didn't actually move the needle and making you feel like you were living your purpose. I get that too. Like starting as a massage therapist, you're working one-on-one. I couldn't group coach that one. Like it's one of those things where I was like, I want to make a bigger impact and that's what you've done and you've been allowing that to be more influential for your business and helping people. So that's amazing. Now, I would love to hear what you believe is the most important aspect as a building a business.
1: The most important aspect of building a business. So, like I said, I started my business from nothing and I didn't have any branding, I didn't have a website, I didn't have anything. I had my face and a social media platform. I was on Facebook. It was before Instagram even existed. Um, So I started on Facebook and I literally built my business on relationships and that alone. Um, And I feel like so many new entrepreneurs are getting caught up in pretty websites and just like the sparkly objects syndrome. And I don't think it's, I mean, it looks great and it's great to look great. but building relationships with your customers is hundred percent, the most important thing that you can do. And all of the other stuff comes second. So, um, I don't think I had any branding, like specific branding in place for probably five years of my business. And then I, like, I did have a website, but I didn't have like specific colors. It was just I just kind of threw things together to put on a on a business card and that's literally all my website served for but I did all my sales through my Facebook page and a Google Drive doc and that was it um and so I built really good relationships with my customers just taking their orders one-on-one and doing it that way whereas now everybody has websites and everything goes through the website. And I I have a website now because I have to streamline something. But in the beginning, had I had a website, I don't think my business would have been would have been as successful as, as it is today because I wouldn't have been able to build those relationships with my customers. And so, um, building relationships is a hundred percent like the most important part talking to them, figuring out what they need, asking their feedback, all of that stuff is like the most important thing. And I feel like it it's kind of lost with the digital age, which I mean, I started just as it was becoming digital. I did not want a smartphone when I was, a—I think I got my first smart, smartphone at 21. <laughs> and then I had my business by 23. So um, like, I did not like, digital i didn't want to be a part of it but obviously i had to grow into it um but because i was so like against digital and i i was just down in in the ground with all of my customers and talking to them and like figuring out like i knew their kids names like all of that stuff so it's really important to build relationships over building the prettiest website. And I think I feel like it's lost now, like that, because it's so easy to build a website. Now, my first website quote was $10,000. And I was like, there's no way. (laughs) So I I had to do it
0: the hard way. But it's what built my business. I, I can't agree more. Like I, again, I started my business when I was 17 in 2005, I was in high school and I geeked out and it was not a real business at that point. It was a hobby, but I totally went and got a business license. And I had a massage table in my parents' basement in my bunk bed, futon bedroom. Like it was so ghetto, but it was just cause I wanted to make sure I couldn't ever get sued. And I like had the life. I, I have OCD. So that's how I thought, but like you, I rejected social media and all of that. And, first of all that was mistake number one like it was my own stubbornness on that one i'll be very honest but what you're saying is so true i used to really worry about the logos and then i would wait to present an offer or an opportunity to work with people because i didn't feel branded and i wasn't perfected and so then that was a self-sabotage just fyi guys and so I actually just tested a variety of different things after a while. Cause I had a friend who luckily was also in business and entrepreneurial and, and was very supportive. And she's like, who cares? Like, I don't even look at the logos. And I was like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was using Vistaprint's websites for the longest time and I didn't actually watch the analytics and they converted really good. Like I had had a million views on my website within like a two year span by just using Google search SEO. So you can spend 10,000 or you could use a $23 a month hosting website from Vistaprint or Wix yeah. or whatever you want. to use and again i didn't actually understand branding colors or any of that stuff until just six years ago like yeah it's something that i don't feel was ever shared as an important thing to me so i luckily skipped that paranoia but now i'm like oh wow that's a thing like and now i have my hex codes and now i geek out on it but like did not care for a long time and guess what guys we still were doing well is what we're both saying here. So please listen to this, the relationships is the number one thing. The people that I started my business with, they've moved with me. Not all of them because they don't always align with everything that I'm doing, but that's okay. It's it's the right relationships that will carry forward. So that's such a great message. And so another thing that you would kind of, you know, spoken on is just different business tips. So like talking about the number one business tip that you would give from having your 10 years experience. I always love asking entrepreneurs, like what is their perspective or their viewpoint? What would you say is the number one tip? Like we've talked about not worrying about branding. We've talked about pivoting, but if you could speak to somebody who's maybe 10 years ago, you, what would you give them for like the number one? So my number one thing is realizing
1: that nobody is gonna wake up tomorrow and make your dreams come true you have to do it yourself you have to get down there and you have to do the work and like we had talked about already i like that's in the beginning of my business i auditioned for dragon den dragon's den five times (laughs) no joke five years in a row i was like this year's my year somebody's gonna make my business like explode that does not happen not like and if it does it's like (laughs) 0.0001%. And you have to do the work. And if you're not ready to do the work, it's not going to work out. You're the only person that's going to make your dreams come true. And you have to do the work and you can't quit. As soon as you quit it that then it's a fail. But as long as you're doing the work and you're putting in the um, The hours and failing, I mean, learning (laughs) and you don't quit like that's what's going to make your business succeed and just not 100% is just not quitting. That's my because I thought about quitting several times when things got hard and you just can't quit when things get hard and nobody else is going to make your dreams come true. Had I quit, I would have been probably working at Walmart again and hating my life. (laughs) And now I love my life. And even though it's been 10 years of what felt like the longest 10 years of my life of failing and pivoting and just keeping, I just kept going. And now I finally found my purpose, but I would not have been able to do this without the last 10 years of learning.
0: I almost think entrepreneurs were like the most stubborn people that there are because I a hundred percent agree. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. But like growing up, my parents are like, you are so stubborn. Like you should be a lawyer. Like you just, you have an argument or something for everything. And the thing is, is I just believed in the mission so much. Like I, I couldn't not think about it. So like when you geek hard on whatever your subject matter is, whatever your passion is, You really got to listen to that because I use intuition into everything. And when you're talking about like your gut instinct or, you know, being driven or your purpose for me, it's all the same. It's just that, you know, natural drawing that calling for something different, something greater. So I've also worked in a variety of different corporate jobs and I'm also a Canadian that's had different experiences like you and those jobs definitely didn't fulfill. Like you can feel the difference when you're doing something that you love and when it kind of takes away. So I love that you touched on that. You've already touched on failing forward. That's something like, I listened to this Will Smith thing where he's like, Fail forward, fail fast, fail off and like all these different things. And I was like, yes, because a lot of times people think failure is like a check mark against them personally, but it you're going to fail, like there's yeah. never going to be a hundred percent everything, you're going to have something that'll go wrong. And like, even if somebody asks for like a return on something, don't take it personally. It just means that maybe you didn't market properly to the right avatar client to even just moving through some bumps in the road. Cause we know we've all had those. Yeah. I definitely love that so i love and so fyi guys i always kind of just OCD, put some stuff out to people that are coming in here because I want to make sure that one, I can showcase their expertise and really give an opportunity for them to speak on things. And Jadier wrote something that's like deep in my heart, but she talks on limiting beliefs by yourself and others. This is something I I teach with deep cellular healing, but for you, I would love to just let you talk about that. Like, what would you like to share on limiting beliefs? Because everybody brings such a great opportunity to learn on.
1: Um, so It's such a, it's such a hard topic um, because it's so real. And when I first started my business, I had no idea where I was going, what to do. Um, I didn't have any entrepreneur family or friends to help out. And so I was just stumbling in the dark for years, like not knowing what to do. And because of that, I was afraid to grow because I didn't know what to do and I was, so afraid of like promoting myself and um, just what would happen if I grew too fast too soon and um, so I sought out help through a city-funded business coach and they wouldn't help me without a business plan um, but sent me to another coach. And so I went to that coach and he was like, Oh, what you have is just it's a hobby. It's not gonna make it out of your basement. You're not gonna make it out of your basement. Keep it small. It's just a silly little niche. Um, he said, He said, I'm just a mere man, but this is just a baby boot and it's not gonna go anywhere. And so, <laughs> right. So I left that I left his office just feeling defeated. I'm like, like what am I even doing? Like, I should just go get my job back. Like, who am I to think that I could do this? <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that even though he told me that and I was believing what he said, I had already had social proof that my product was more than just, just a mere baby boot. Like I had, I don't know, I probably had 10,000 followers on my Facebook page at that point, And I was doing sales like unbelievably, but I still believed what he said. And then um, I got home and I was like, well, why am I even listening to this guy? Like he has no idea what I'm doing. He's probably, I don't know, he was probably 70 or 80 years old working as a city funded business counselor. Like he, he is not, um, he's not qualified to give me advice. Like he's, he's never even been in the digital age to even offer that kind of advice. (laughs) So I was, I just, I decided at that moment that I was going to prove him wrong because I known, I knew what I was capable of and I've seen what my product could do and what I could do. And so that same year I uh, nominated myself for mompreneur of the year and I won it by a long shot. Um, they were like just amazed at how many votes I got. And I think a lot of it is because I was an underdog. Like I was working on Walmart. I didn't do well in high school. I, I graduated, but it just wasn't for me. And so then I just assumed that I couldn't do college. And um, I think they saw the underdog in me, which I'm like super grateful for because it gave me the most insane amount of courage. <laughs> um, but I won it. And that was not even a year later after him telling me that I would not make it out of my basement and that I was basically just doomed to be a hobby for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I, amazing things happen when you come out of your comfort zone and you don't listen to what other people believe in you. Because you're the only person that can define who you are and what you're capable of. That is so hard. And you think so yourself hard. lies to yourself. <laughs> like even I, even I have lied to myself too. But as soon as I come out of that, there's no, there's no stopping
0: what you can do if you're determined and willing to do it. I had to bite my tongue so many times there. Like you saw my face, but for those of you who are listening, I I literally had to like bite my lip because I'm like, whoa, (laughs) because I'm all about like the rise, sister rise and like helping people support each other and, and really putting in positive feedback. But I, like you, have also had those experiences, unfortunately, with an older male man who was like in his 70s he was my accountant. And it was when I was learning more on growing and scaling my business, but I was just massage at the time. And when I say just, it was because now I, I do so many different things. It confuses people. But at that time he was just like, just because you make this doesn't mean you can write off that. And just because your husband and blah, blah. And he like literally talked to me as if I was five. I didn't know simple skills. And like, I had taken accounting programs. I had taken administration work. I had worked in corporate, like all these things that he was saying, I'm just looking at him and I'm like blank staring, just like, uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I had to like, just detox myself from everything that just got dumped on me because I feel like he had somebody prior to me walking in where he's like, girls are crazy. And then he just dumped every sexist, like little small minded old man pin that you could picture on me. And that sounds like what happened to you, which is very unfortunate. And sometimes it's the people that we know and love. Sometimes it's society, sometimes it's religion and culture, and sometimes it's social media. So these limiting beliefs, they're not ours. And that is, I'm really glad you shared your story on that because your grit and determination is the like underdog story. I I really do root for individuals that live that life. And so, man, I'm glad you're here. Okay. So tell us a little bit about where you want to take your business now. Like tell us a bit more about your journey and where it's going from where you were to where you're going now
1: so where i'm at now is i'm teaching online sewing um which is a i think it's a really unique skill and it's a lost art um and shoemaking is not a skill that's widely available in canada which is why i struggled for 10 years to manufacture here um so i've trained over 100 people in canada just one-on-one and that's a lot of time and supplies out the window um so i did that for 10 years training and training and training um but obviously when i'm doing one-on-one training and it doesn't work out and i'm paying for everything and it's my time it's so time consuming so i needed to streamline it and i had this idea four years ago and i never jumped on it and then, just this pat, like in January, I think it was. I was just so tired again. I'm like, I have four kids at home and running the business, and it's super busy. Like I'm just it's non-stop full-time sewing for ten years straight. <laughs> um And so I was just at that point again where I'm like, I need to streamline this, and I need to help more people. And I also want to teach people how to sew them where I'm not doing the teaching one-on-one. So I listened to Jenna Kutcher's podcast, and that just lit a fire in me, and I binged it for two weeks. And within two weeks, I had started my new business, which I had thought about for four years. Um, And then I, so I made videos of all my boots, and then I digitized all my patterns. And now I'm teaching online sewing through video, and now i'm also teaching women how to start a business using my patterns because i've been so grateful to be able to work at home and make a really good income from home and now i can teach other moms to do that because i know that i can't fill all the demand like at one point in my business i had a six month waiting period and so that's just insane and my website would crash when i would do stockings and I know that there's more need for it. So now I'm able to help other moms. And even though that money is not coming directly to me, it's staying within Canada. And I'm able to help other moms stay at home using my patterns and everything that I've designed. And then I'm also able to teach them how to start their own business and not do the things that I did in the beginning. That's <laughs> and I will also though. be there, to help them and guide them and be a positive influence and not tell them that they're just a hobbyist and that they can't make it. <laughs> so that's where I'm at and I just, I love moms. Like I think moms are the most amazing people in the world. And so now just being able to help them stay at home with their kids and not return to their crappy jobs that we all hate. And it's, it's just such a fulfilling like it's just it's amazing <laughs> like i just started um teaching coaching the business side within the last month and already these women have started businesses and they're making money from it so it's like it's just amazing it feels so good and i find I finally feel like i found my purpose in life and why i've been failing for 10 years
0: <laughs> i that's like a mic drop moment. So like, I can't even add anything more to that. That's so perfect. And so there's so many different things that you shared that I a hundred percent agree with, but the biggest takeaways are truly like, don't get scared of failure. It's going to happen. You are the advocate for your business. Pivoting is essential. Like just, just understanding that pivoting is essential. Underdog stories, guys, honestly, like There was so many times that it was just me and it was just you and we had to like bootstrap it. And honestly, I did what you did with just like no fancy. So like it was just ENTs and trying to organize and figuring it all out back when. And and yeah, I hear you. And a lot of people take for granted the opportunities of, of really learning what people have learned in decades and taking it in days. And so what you're doing is you're streamlining your niche. And I think that's so smart and so brilliant. And I'm so grateful that you're doing it. And same with just that women's empowerment. Like I, that's my mission too but this is not about me. I just really love that you were carrying forward that mission and helping fuel that with others and giving them, it's almost like a gift basket of success. Like you're really like the templates, the business models, the do's and don'ts to even like how to, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to learn how to sew by you, but I am very (laughs) driven to like high fives all around. Like I did throw my sewing machine to a friend. Like I was like, you take it, get it out of my face. I can't look at it. So I am not your ideal client, but if I know anyone that needs or wants or is interested in, I'm shooting them your way. So if you are interested in learning more, how can people find you? So you can
1: find me um, at my new business is uh, www.pb-j.ca. And I actually have free patterns there that you can try before you even purchase the pattern to see if it's even for you. So I've kind of scaled them from like easiest to hardest and I'm giving away the free one that's the easiest. So it's like a really introductory, um sewing boot sewing class and um so you can find my freebies and all my patterns uh, on that website and then i'm also on instagram and facebook under jd babies and that's my main facebook jd
0: babies yeah that J-A-B-Y-S. is awesome J D B A B Y S. <laughs> Perfect. I will share the links with everybody here, but I also just wanted to say, guys, she's offered this free link that I will share with you guys for you guys to grab some of this too. So stay tuned for all of that. Just know if you had one where I could glue stuff together, I'm really good with glue, but like (laughs) everything else, I am not your your avatar market, but I support you. I'm excited for you and I will share away, but whoo, whoo, those curtains. <laughs> okay. Well before I let you go, is there anything you would like to say to our listeners?
1: Um, I think like honestly, just get started and don't worry about being perfect. When I started 10 years ago, I was not perfect. I was far from perfect and I just continued to get better by asking questions and asking for feedback. So don't worry about being perfect. Just get started and you're gonna learn as you go. And it's an amazing journey.
0: It really is. That's so perfect. And so true. So before, you know, like nobody needs to say anything else but that deserves a mic drop and all of that. I just want you guys to know that we're so grateful that you joined us here today, Jade. I'm so grateful that you joined us here as well. And I just want to give a massive shout out for the underdogs out there that are listening. Please take what we're saying as an opportunity for you to see that you do need to fight for yourself, but you also need to listen to your gut and listen to your passions and what you're naturally good at. And if it doesn't feel like work, it's cause that's what you're kind of really naturally good at, which is yeah. the gift. And so like you naturally dove into crafting and became hot into that and same with me with like my healing and all of that and so pay attention to what you're naturally good at because that is a big tell on on what will make it so you can actually work without having it to feel like work and so I just I really am grateful for your time and joining us and I want to say a special thank you and shout out to each of you for listening and Jade again thank you thank you for having me it's been my pleasure Hello, okay, so we vibe with our tribe. And I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy, celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest. And I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm. very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again and have a great day.